0: He is currently part of an early stage investment team at a VC firm. His areas of focus are SaaS and B2B enterprise technology. His functional experience includes cost optimization, growth strategy, organizational redesign, process optimization, and advanced analytics, among others. He holds a dual degree in mechanical engineering from Indian Institute of Technology, Kharagpur. In today's episode, Let us learn more about Pratik Singhania's career journey and also his insights on software as a service, S-A-A-S, SaaS.
1: Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees, and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Navin Samala and with my co host Sudhakar Naganla. So, folks, today we are going to discuss a topic: SaaS, software as a service. And we are pleased to welcome Pratik, to our show. Pratik, let us shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Pratik, welcome to our show. Can we get started? Yes. Thank you so much, Naveen. Thank you, Sudhatta,
0: for getting me on on the uh, show today. Thanks a lot. Thank you for taking your time, Pratik. We really appreciate it. Can we talk briefly about your career journey? If you can highlight key milestones which helped you reach here, where you are today? Sure. Absolutely. So after completing my engineering degree at IIT Kharagpur,
2: I joined the Boston Consulting Group's uh, Gurgaon office as a management consulting. Uh, There I spent three years uh, broadly working across different functions and industrial sectors. Uh, My third year in consulting was largely spent in getting tech products adopted in large enterprises. For example, a sales enablement project uh, for a leading automobile supplier, automobile supplies manufacturer, for example, uh, or an advanced analytics project. At an agrochemical plant. Uh, this is where my journey in the enterprise software or SaaS, for example, started. Though technically those were not SaaS softwares, but that is where you know the thought process about how enterprises need software products. This seed was sown there. Post which I joined Elevation Capital, which was earlier known as SAF Partners, in the SaaS investing team. Uh, it's been two years now at SAFE, uh, at Elevation, which is uh, what we are called now. Uh, and I have been part of seven seed slash series A investments at
0: the fund here. It must be an exciting uh, journey, like right? Investment, series, seed, all this that we hear and uh, you know, read on newspapers, you get to do it firsthand. Very good. Pratik, that way, what is SaaS, This software as a service?
2: SaaS, software as a service, essentially implies any software that help, can help you accomplish a goal or a task which was earlier done manually uh, or through, you know, a conventional spreadsheet, etc. Uh, At times, it is also called on-demand software. SaaS companies essentially use license. uh, They give out licenses rather for a fixed period, time period basis for a specific pricing unit, which can be per user or it can be for a specific GB usage, etc. Uh, We should also understand that SaaS is synonymous with software being on the cloud along with all the data. And, and the entire software is just accessible through a web browser, you know, anywhere and everywhere.
1: That's great to know, Prateek. One thing that revolved around my mind when you were talking about the software, I still remember my GE days when I was part of uh, uh, one of the product management organizations. And we used to ship the software in this form of CDs to our customers. And in case if there is a bug, then uh, the entire CDs that were shipped to the customers, right? have to be rewritten. And there was a lot of uh, uh, rework involved, okay? And when it comes to SaaS, as you said, it is something which is cloud-based and which can be accessed from the browser. Can you briefly highlight the evolution of SaaS and how is it different from the on-prem software as well as the installable software?
2: You know, initially, as you mentioned, softwares used to be pre-installed on our systems they used to be called on-prem software because essentially the entire data and the software itself is installed on your own host systems, right? You, every all of us have installed a, a Microsoft Office or an operating system or a game on us on our systems to, uh, you know, as as a kid. However, there were some inherent limitations to that entire on-premise software. The first and most important being uh, regular maintenance, operations, and upgrading the software—that was a big challenge with that with that entire uh, you know on-prem software piece. Today, the so- source code for SaaS software is pushed to the cloud almost perennially, like a tap—you know, water flowing through a tap. It's it's as continuous as that in the best of the breed SaaS companies. Faster and better implementation, are uh, you know, far better adoption, scalability, and accessibility are some key reasons why. SaaS companies became an instant hit over on-premise systems. However, even today the biggest challenge that remains with software as a service companies remains data security, especially where compliance and regulations are a big challenge in industries like banking and healthcare. There the adoption has been relatively slower for the core systems solution. Uh, another big benefit that comes to my mind with respect to SaaS which has led to much higher adoption is just the integrations through APIs. Today you can make, practically make any software system talk to the other through APIs and integrations. For example, you can update Salesforce through a message on Slackbot, or you can set up an alerting mechanism through a software as a service like PagerDuty to either call you or message you. And all of that can be done very easily and these, all the systems, disparate systems each other very easily because of
1: apis there seems to be a lot of flexibility even not only for the vendor or the producer but also for the customer and uh, yeah looks like the maintenance is also seamless and at the push of a button okay the deployments happen and which will be reflected immediately on the client's uh, side okay since we are accessing it through the browser now you touched upon these aspects of SaaS. can you name popular sas companies okay which are ruling the market today?
2: Yeah, the first and the most iconic SaaS company that comes to my mind is Salesforce. It's probably one of the biggest cloud SaaS companies out there uh, on the NASDAQ index. Uh, most businesses today in different forms and fashion are using SaaS products, whether you realize it or not. For example, a Google Workspace where you are using Google Doc or a Google Meet, that is a SaaS software, or even Microsoft Office today, you know, is O365 is a SaaS software. You don't pay, you don't install CDs for Microsoft Office systems even today or, or today or even products like Slack and Jira, which is an Atlassian product. All of this is SaaS. An important point to note here is, which you used to do earlier through Microsoft, you, know, you used to install in a system through a CD in your, on your desktop, for example, is now just a login because of SaaS on a web browser. Like, you know. Even traditional companies like Adobe, which used to sell software that had to be installed on PCs, they have now started making most of the products as SaaS. From an Indian perspective, some popular SaaS companies include Freshworks, Gruva, Isartes, Postman, V. These are some companies that have come out of India specifically and have become quite big in the SaaS.
0: So the components that you talked about, Pratik, are spread across various domains. So you talked about Freshworks, which is more to do with the workspace area you talked about uh, you know charge b which is completely uh, different domain altogether so from sas perspective what are the different sectors or domains or spaces that we can utilize this SaaS, and what are those areas
2: sure you mentioned freshworks freshworks for example work is across multiple sectors and spaces their different products are across buckets but What I'll do is maybe I'll just very briefly take a pause here to tell you that SaaS is very broadly categorized into two buckets, vertical and horizontal. Most SaaS companies that I mentioned are right now are horizontal SaaS companies. To give you a brief flavor of how horizontal SaaS companies or what are are some of the horizontal SaaS companies, take an example of HRMS where your employee record, payroll, benefits, or your organizational hierarchy is present. Workday, Great, HR, Talios, SAP Success Factor. These are some examples there. Sales and marketing is the probably the first and the most mature SaaS stack there because there's a direct impact on the revenue. Most CxOs don't hesitate in buying uh, SaaS products in the sales and marketing stack. So customer relationship management CRM, which is other the example being a salesforce then there is a sales engagement space there is a sales enablement space then you know salesforce hubspot marketo all of these are different kinds of sales and marketing software third bucket briefly i would like to mention for example productivity and collaboration new age tools like notion or calendly which you see are all of these productivity and collaboration tools then there is a very new age for uh, developer tools today so you most of us haven't or have an exposure to that, but and there have been iconic companies from India that have come out now from in this space, like Postman and Asura. So, what I'm trying to mention here, and there are enough and more different kinds of spaces, even horizontal, but I just try to give you a flavor here. Again, vertical SaaS companies include SaaS companies which are focusing on some specific industries or uh, or specific domains. For example, uh, Viva focuses on pharma or healthcare, and uh, Encino is focused on banking industry very interestingly these vertical companies are built on horizontal platform so there's a very good interplay between these horizontal and vertical places
0: so Pratik, you talked about uh, SaaS companies which are diversified nature you talked about the horizontal aspects of the uh, sas products and of course you touched upon the viva and uh, ncno type of thing which are more vertical right so my, my next question is how, how is this to do with the size of the organization? Meaning, will a small business employee use different software compared to large enterprises? Because you talked about Google Workplace, for example. How is this uh, interplay work seamlessly f- according to the size? I, th- I think my question is more related to the scalability and the flexibility aspect of it from the organization or the con- consumer standpoint.
2: Got it, got it. It's a very interesting question. The answer to your question is both yes and no, Sudhakar. I'll tell you why. So, to take an example of Google Workspace, for example, today there is a lot of small SMBs which will be using Google Workspace. There will be large enterprises like Google themselves. So, Google in themselves use the Google Workspace products like Google Doc, Google Slide, Gmail, Hangout, etc. There are a lot of cases where companies start selling to small businesses and then gradually move up market as well. So, for example, you can take examples here like Slack or Zoom or Dropbox. So, Slack started with selling to small teams or individual users. Uh, These products are called prosumer products. And then they moved, they moved up market to sell through larger teams and to enterprises as well. These products are by and large used very similarly across, most of these are horizontal products and are used similarly across both SMBs as well as enterprises. However, there are some, some instances where large outcomes can be achieved to catering some specific either SMBs or enterprises individually. A good example here will be let's say Bamboo HR, which, which is an HRMS, HRS company which essentially catered to say that SMBs need a very simple HRIA solution and don't need a very complex threaded solution like a Workday. And uh, they simplified it very for a particular use case for SMBs. Again, uh, Intuit QuickBooks, for example, is another product which sees much higher SMB adoption compared to an enterprise adoption. However, if you go to see products like SAP or uh, SuccessFactors or Salesforce, they are more popular with enterprises than they are popular with smg specifically. Another interesting thing to notice here or to think about is that pricing, distribution and sales vary a lot with the size of the company and how what's the ticket size of the deal that you are cracking here, trying to sell here. For example, Freshworks were selling from India. They've largely followed a digital marketing slash inside sales kind of a strategy. And they sold at prices which were cheaper than what Zendesk was selling at initially from a fresh test. and that is how they catered to a lot of market. While if you think about products like Grovo or which started in India, they went on to sell to enterprises and they required feet on street, they required sales representatives in the US to sell the product. So your product, how if is the product self serve, is the product uh, requires implementation support? All of that will also kind of cater and, and the product will change and the strategy both will change along with if you are catering to an SMB or an enterprise.
1: So Pratik, this has been very insightful. I think you touched upon almost all companies that are the key players in the SaaS world be it the Salesforce, Intuit, Freshworks, Drua and all these, right? So this conversation has been very fabulous and going very seriously. I would like to spice it up with your uh, consent, okay, in case if you are okay, I'm going to ask you uh, interesting rapid fire questions and the wherein you can answer them very briefly, one to two words, right? Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Great. So Pratik, here comes the first bullet out of the rapid fire. What is the most adventurous thing that you have done so far?
2: It will be a snow trek to Quarry Pass. It was at 12.5 thousand feet. That would be the most adventurous
1: wow really adventurous yeah so here comes my next one uh, prateek what is your favorite failure not
2: being able to crack my third year internship in college probably uh, this, this first choice one which i wanted to
1: <laughs> okay alright so moving on to the real bullet out of this rapid fire what is one hidden talent that you have and which you haven't disclosed to anyone Oh, uh,
2: I was trained in Indian classical dance as a kid. Didn't follow it up a lot after that, but yes.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, moving on to the next one, Pratik. What has been one question on your mind for which you haven't got the answer so far?
2: I have been thinking very recently about it, but how different the world would be if each one of us just said the truth, you know, and, and did not say any lies.
1: Interesting. All right, here comes my next one. What is one message that you would like to give to your own younger version?
2: Don't overthink um, and be kinder to
1: yourself. That's good one. And uh, Prateek, uh, this is the last one for the rapid fire. And this is more to do with your role as a person working with an investment capital firm. Right. Uh, what is one most important thing that you look for before making any SaaS investment?
2: so we focus on early stage investments so with the founding team i think the depth of insights about the space and the problem statement that i think is the most important thing that i look for at least uh, that gets me most excited
1: wow i think uh, this should definitely inspire the listeners out there who are venturing into SaaS space we have the secret sauce which the investment firms are going to look into guys so Pratik, this has been a fabulous uh rapid fire round and you have been very candid as well as uh, displayed your sportiveness and thank you so much for that and with that uh, i would like to hand over the session back to mainstream over to sudhakar
0: thank you navin so that was an amazing rapid fire i would say prateek starting from snow trek in quari pass to indian classic dance an ideal world without lies uh, that that would be something right but uh, the you know icing on the cake more relevant to the current uh, you know, topic that we are having the conversation about the depth of insights of the space and the problem statement that is really a good one thank you so pratik one final question for this session what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers
2: dream big never be in awe of anyone else because ultimately everyone is made of flesh and blood it's very easy to Idealize someone, but I think maybe just normalizing people and trying to do what you want to do, I think that should help.
0: Thank you. That is a very useful tip. Never be in of anyone else because ultimately everyone is made of flesh and blood. I think it is a completely different perspective. It has been a phenomenal discussion, prateek Thank you so much for taking your time in talking about the software as a service and more about uh, the diversified aspects of the software as a service SaaS products across uh, industry, both horizontal and vertical. This has been a phenomenal discussion. We really appreciate you taking
1: time for us. Thank
0: you.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Sudhakar. It's been a pleasure, Naveen. Thank you so much,
1: both of you. All right. So it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And today's trivia is about computer virus so folks do you know what was the first ever computer virus i know you might be thinking but let me reveal the answer as per the ritual creeper which was written by bob thomas in 1971 is the first ever computer virus interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing up for today see you all in the next episode